every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Take your Bible in your hands, Hebrew chapter 11. Hebrew chapter 11. Verse 1, Hebrew chapter 11, verse 1. The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Verse 3, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Verse 30, Hebrews 11 verse 30 By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith the Harlot Rehab did not perish with those who did not believe. And Harlot the believes. And Harlot was called a believer. She did not perish even though she was an Harlot. She had a testimony that she believed. And she received the spies with peace. Verse 32. Then what shall I say? For the same time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah. Also of David and Samuel and the prophets. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong became valiant in battle turned back the hammers of the aliens lord we pray that you bless your word this morning as we sit at your feet to hear give us understanding let your word come to us let it change us let it transform us our lives never remain the same again in jesus precious name we pray because we said a big amen jam those hands together for jesus and please have your seats this morning Come on, jump the sense together for Jesus. By faith, we know. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. Faith substantiates hope, takes hope into truth. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is optimism. Faith brings it to realism. Faith says it's possible. Hope says it's possible. Faith says it is done. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the things that we have not haven't seen yet. Faith gives you the evidence for it. Faith says that's it. You have it. You haven't seen it. You are not healed in your body yet, but says you have it. You don't have that money in your account yet, but says you have it. You don't have the building standing here, but God's faith says you have it. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. The Bible says, For men, verse 34, through faith, 
subdued kingdoms, men, through faith, subdued kingdoms, human beings, through faith, stop the mouth of lions. You know, as a very addicted scholar, let me, I'll use the word scholar, because I studied biographies a lot. I studied biographies a lot. I would say almost, almost, almost deliberate that over 40% of my studies are studies of other human beings. People who have done the things that I'm believing God to do in my life. I have found out that what separates men from each other, from those who make impact and those who do not, or those who are remembered for generations after and those who are not, is that these people are not special people or extraordinary people. They are just people who have extraordinary courage. Men who try things nobody will try. The only reason why we remember people is that they had courage to confront the things that other people fear, to attempt the things that other people avoid. And because they have faith in their heart, they believe the impossible, they see the invisible, and they push it with their heart. Everybody you want to remember are men of courage. Everyone who's worth remembering are men of courage. If you're going to be remembered after you are gone, it will be based on the things that you did that everyone ran away from. Nobody stays the same or remains the same and is remembered. People are remembered for their differences. People are remembered for the things that they bring on board, the things they bring on board, changes that they bring, solutions that they prefer. Nobody's remembered because they are similar to the next person. I understand by scriptures that everyone in scriptures Men, women who were remembered were people who stepped out and were different. Ordinary men. Ordinary men. Not special people. Ordinary men. David, ordinary man. Joseph, ordinary man. Daniel, ordinary man. Everybody, even in current contemporary history, ordinary people. Archbishop Benson Daosa, ordinary man. Pastor E. Adeboe, ordinary man. Human beings, flesh and blood that differentiated themselves by courage. What will you be remembered for after you die? You know, I wrote down what they were write on my tombstone already. I wrote it down. Here lies the remains of Philip Olubaki. I wrote it down. I went to the future. I wrote it down. And I'm back in the present and running so that it will not be a lie on that day. Do you get what I said? Yes, they lie on people when they die. They're very nice man. Very wicked people. You must live your life in such a way that your families don't have to tell lies. So he cared for everyone. He was, every day, he was there for everybody. It's a lie. Iroko. Nowhere. Selfish man. See, very nice. Very nice. You can know how to fly. People are remembered for the differences that they bring. Everyone you want to talk about today. Mention the ministry. Everywhere we have brought to bear because of the differences that they brought. What will be remembered when you die? You should think about it. I saw the tombstone of Reinhard Bonnke and I saved it. They said, here lies Reinhard Bonnke. He preached Jesus. 
Wow. What a word. 75 million souls he went to Christ. 75 million. They are not up to 75 million in Ghana. 75 million. One human being have documented 75 million human beings who came to know Jesus through him. They are not up to 75 million in Ghana. In Madagascar. There are some countries in the world that are not, I'm not sure Canada is up to 75 million. I'm not sure. So that means he could have, he, he took a whole nation and laid it at the feet of Jesus. When you die, what would they say about you? They like jollof fries. What would they say? You should think about it. You think about it. Give it a talk. What will be remembered of you? I studied the works of Archbishop Ben Sidauza for four days. I told my wife, I said, I'm going to be near. I'm going to be near. There's no way I've put in my schedule. I'm, if I don't go next week, I'll go next week. I'm going to be near. I, I must see that because I can't believe it in the nation. Took the old nation in his grip. In military government. They said no, no crusade. Not I said no, 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 no. Coronavirus, coronavirus. Just no gather. People are busy, they pastor. They say no crusade. Abasha, this is where people were wicked dictators. He went and called T.L. Osborne. You know T.L. Osborne? Brought in T.L. Osborne and Rena Bucky. Hold massive on each other crusade. The soldiers came with their guns. They dropped their guns and gave their life to Christ. Mommy. I said no. No. I studied this so much. I said, I must go to Benin. I must go to Benin. They wrote him a letter that his miracle center must come down because it was too, it was too, too tall. It was close to the airport. He said, what about the Navy, Navy office? Why can't that one come down? Why must it be church that must always come down? He said, we have to be understanding. We have to respect the authorities. I might say you don't respect the authorities. But perhaps we would rather obey God. And obey man. The men that shook their generations were not men that were compliant. Not the men. Moses stood before Pharaoh, was the compliant man. Wasn't. Please, we don't want to offend anyone. Please. Ordinary men. David, 70 year old. He shouldn't have been in the battle ground in the first place. They told him to carry food there. He said, I will kill this Goliath. Please, what's the comparison between food that you carry for soldiers and Goliath to go and kill? He said, I'm not going to come here. I'm going to kill the Goliath. That's not compliant. We don't want to offend them. We don't want to, you have to be sensitive to people's feelings. You know, if I think if they say they don't want that here, You know, Paul, anywhere couldn't cause a revival, it caused a riot. He must have one. But everywhere, everywhere will be peaceful with Paul in the city, it's not possible. Revival or riot. Ordinary man. History is filled with the stories of people, common human beings, who differentiated themselves from others by stepping out in courage. They were men of faith. James chapter 2 verse 18 says, show me your faith by your work and I'll show you my faith
by my work. James chapter 2, verse 18. In John chapter 6, verse 29, 28 to 29, they asked Jesus, What shall we do that we may walk the, that we may walk the works of the Father? He said, The work of the Father is to believe on him whom he has sent. I don't know where it's coming from. Where's Uncle Joe? So faith is hard work. Faith is not joke. Faith is not play. Faith is serious work. What shall we do that we may walk? John chapter 6, quickly, John chapter 6, verse 28. What shall we do that we may walk the works of him or the Father? He said the works of the Father is to believe on him. Do you have it, Josh? Who's there? Is that Josh? John chapter 6. They said unto him, What shall we do that we may walk the works of God? Verse 29, quickly. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that ye believe on him. We are saying, So that's the work. A serious work to believe. Faith is serious work. Show me your faith by your works. And the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10, it says, By faith, by heart, a man believes. With heart, a man believes. A man believes with his heart. A man doesn't believe with his head. A man believes with his heart. Romans chapter 10 verse 10. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. It says, guard your heart with all diligence. Proverbs 4 verse 23. Guard your heart with all diligence. Romans 10 verse 10. With heart a man believes. Then it says, guard your heart with all diligence. Proverbs 23 verse 7. It says, as he thinketh in his heart. So is he. So the quality of a man's heart will impact on the quality of his life. Guard your heart. Like a guard is don't let your heart roam without a fence. You cannot live better than the state of your heart. You cannot live better. The life, your life cannot be better in quality than the quality of your heart. So you see men who guard your hearts in the midst of terrible news, you guard your heart. In the midst of useless, corrupt things all over the world, you guard your heart. The heart, like the soil, cannot differentiate between a good seed and a bad one. Anything you put in your heart, it is designed to grow. Anything you plant in your heart is designed to build, whether it's good seed or bad seed. The heart does not differentiate. Are you following me? So if I put in, put in fearful seeds, it will grow into a tree of fear. And then I will reap the fruits of fear. If I put in the seeds of faith, it will grow. Now, I don't need to be there when you are planting your garden. All I need to do is to hang around. I will soon know what you planted. Is, this, is that not? Answer me now. Fast. Do I need to be there when you are planting your seed? If I hang around, I will know what you planted. So I don't need to look far. Looking at the outcome of your life, I know what you have been planting. Looking at you, how you react, I know what you have been planting. I don't need to be there when you are planting it. All I have to do is to hang around. You cannot hide your fruits. It will show. So when COVID-19 busted out, we knew what people had been planting. COVID-19 is an unveiling. See what they have been planting. Oh. So those who have, who have been feeding their hearts with fear, it showed. Those who have been feeding their hearts with faith, it showed. Because it opened it up. I don't need to be there. Whatever you plant in your heart, Galatians 6 says, what a man plants, what a man sows, he will reap. 
whether unto corruption, it will read unto righteousness. It will, whatever you show, you cannot mock God. Whatever you plant, it will come. There's no way. Except you believe God for a crop. What do you call that thing? If you plant something and that thing, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't grow. Whatever you plant in your heart will show. Faith will show by what you have been planted in your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth to speak, the mouth to speak, what you are saying is showing me what is in your heart. We went to do HIV test about two weeks ago. They told my wife that we need to come for couple counseling. So I didn't go. I said, which couple counseling? Who is going to cancel? That doctor, did he, did he study anything about marriage? Are they going to cancel me on how to, or what? Is he a doctor? So they said, I didn't go for over a month. So they went attending to her in the hospital. So they said, they must come, we must come. So out of frustration, I went there. Said, okay, cancel us. I've been married for eight years plus. I don't know if there's any new thing you want to them, but let me just listen. And I said, no, it's HIV test. I said, so why didn't they say many men don't come for it? It's says HIV test, they won't come. I said, well, I said, you get me faster by that. If you tell me it's HIV test, I'll come now, now, now. Because it doesn't mean anything. So I sat down, so they told my wife to excuse us. So the doctor started talking. He said, um, so, um, he said, uh, you know, as a doctor, I need to let you know. I said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I said, do the test, let's go. He said, okay, but your wife is not here. I said, come on, do that, let's go. He said, are you sure whether, I said, do it. He said, okay. What if it comes out positive? I said, can never. Never. It can never. It can never. No. He said, I said, no, it can't. And I became almost violent. He said, but, you know, I'm doing my job. I said, I'm doing my job too. My job is to guard my heart. He said, okay, but our own kids. What if our, what if our kids says it's positive? I said, that your kid is positive. And that means all the results in the hospital is compromised. You must call everyone you have done HIV test for immediately. I like, give them fake results. Immediately. He said, ah, how can I say that? He says, Isaiah 52. He bore my sickness. He bore it. The constitution is the supreme law of the land. Every other document, every other policy, every other edict that is inconsistent with the constitution is declared null and void to the extent of its inconsistency. Every other medical report that is different is declared null and void to the extent of its inconsistency. If I'm feeling feverish and I go to the hospital to do a test and I say, sorry, Mr. Philip, your test says you are three months pregnant. If I'm afraid, there's something wrong with me. Why? I cannot be pregnant. I cannot have cancer. No. But kids are 40. I fed my heart. It's too full. Too full. Well, you're going to get married. Went for HIV test. Of course, it's normal procedure. So I just did the test. Unlike this one, that they have the test, they show you immediately. You take it and you go. And I'm not happy when they say it's negative. And they say, ah, okay, thank God. I wasn't expecting anything. Are you, are you following my point? There are people who have never had sex before. They don't share sharp needles and they still go for each other and they're still shivering. Have you seen people like that? So fear is not, it's not, about, it's not about experience. It's about fear. Fear is a bondage. 
So my wife went to pick the, pick the results. She said, ah, would you like to know what the result is? I said, I knew what the result is. He said, how? I said, I checked Isaiah 53. That's what my result is. If they say it's anything otherwise, they have a problem. Not me. One of our church, dear church members was having COVID-19 symptoms. She lost her taste, lost, you know, perception and all that. So I got to, I got to pray with her. And she called back after maybe one day and says, her taste um, is returning and she could smell and all that. So she had gone to do COVID-19 tests. So I said, okay, but what about your COVID-19 test? She said, you have, not, you have not given it to us. I said, well, if you are in a hurry to know what your test result is, you can check Isaiah 53. Your test result is there. I fed my heart. Does that mean that COVID-19 is, re- is, is, is a lie? No. It's as real as cancer. But more real is God's word concerning my health. More real is unemployment in this nation. Very real. It's as real as the song. But more real is the God and God's promises concerning my provision. Is stagnation real in this nation and corruption? More real. Realer than the ground. But more real is God's word concerning my sustenance. I fed my heart. So your reaction, if I punch you now, what comes out is what you are full of. In the day of crisis, what you say first is an indication of what you have been thinking about. Say, yeah, party man. You are shopping now. We know what you have been feeding your heart with. Because this is where crisis will come. Are you following me? So the heart is the place, is the core. Is the core. The heart is the core. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. Somebody help me with that. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. The heart is the core. The heart is the core of it. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. say, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Can you give me a little bit of sound on this? Nor sit in the counsel. Sorry. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor sit in the seat of the scum. Verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Verse 3. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his season, his season, his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So you see, he doesn't sit, he doesn't stand, he doesn't talk or follow the counsel of the ungodly. Then the Bible says, but his delight is in the Lord. So you see, even though he's not walking in the way of sinners, he's not sitting among the scornful, he is not just sitting in vacuum. The Bible says his delight is in the law of God. It's about brief. I did not. I did not. I did not listen to jargons. I did not. Why is my life like this? Every time you live your life vacuum in vacuum, enemy will fill it up for you. So even though he was not doing all that, he didn't live his life without direction. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Any soil you live uncultivated will be overrun by thorns. You all know that. Whether you plant tons or not, tons will grow there. So you must take a deliberate attempt to take care of your heart. What goes into it? Bro, Philip, I did not think of cancer. Then why did I have cancer? But did you think of health? I did not meditate on the words for fibroid. But why did I have fibroid? But did you meditate on the words for health? Because if your soil is uncultivated, the enemy will overrun it. So we have concentrated on that. On the, all the men that God used were men of the heart. So if you go back to where we read, 
verse 35. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 35. Quickly. Hebrews 11, verse 35. The Bible says, Men who through faith subdued kingdoms. Men who through faith transform. The Bible says they quench the mouth of land. Are we there? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 35. Give me verse 34 first, please. Verse 34 says, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of land. Give me verse 34 now. Quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, wax brilliant in fight, turned to the flight the armies of the Hillians. So he started to mention the name and he mentioned from Gideon. He said, What will I say about Gideon? Now, I went to study a bit about Gideon in Judges chapter 6. Open to Judges chapter 6, verse 1. I went to study a bit about Gideon. I'm going to round off with this so I can continue this in the next second service. You don't want to miss out on this. John chapter 6. Now, verse 1 to 4, because of my time, I don't want to spend too much time. It showed that Israel had made a mistake and turned away from God. And so, the Midianites are taking over the land, even from verse 1 to verse 4. He said, anytime Israel planted a seed, the Midianites would come and take it. And that went on and on and on and on. There was nothing anyone could do. So much that when Israel was, when, when people from Israel were planting things, they had to plant and hide so that the Midianites did not destroy it. Now, in verse 11, give me verse 11. Judges, I can read from that. I just have to jump that because of our time. Verse 11 to 16. Judges 11 to 16. Judges 6, 11 to 16. If you're there, if you can read fast for me, like we did last week. Judges 6, it says, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in opera, that pertained to Joash, the abbess right, and the son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress. You see, he was threshing wheat in winepress. Threshing wheat in winepress. And the angel said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Verse 13. And Gideon said unto him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befalling us? And where be all the miracles which our fathers told us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midian. Give him verse 14 quickly. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Verse 15. And he said unto him, Oh my Lord, where shall I save Israel? How can I save Israel? Behold. So you see, these are ordinary people, ordinary men. My family is poor in Manasseh. We are the poorest. The poorest family. I mean, the poorest family in the whole of Manasseh. Manasseh is one of the youngest tribe of Israel. And their family is the poorest. He said, I am the least. I'm the last born. In my father's house. Give me verse 16. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. <laughs> he said, my father's house is the poorest. And I'm the least. So we're starting with Gideon. An ordinary man. The title of this sermon is Men with True Faith. How many last ones are here? Okay, last one, let me see. see. Last one. SLC. Supernatural Last One Church. <laughs> let me see on again. See them. Last ones. Rex, are you last one? Let me see on again. Last one. All the last ones. Let me see. See last one. Now, what you have heard about last born? What did you hear about last born? Yeah, what? And what? Entitled. Yeah, what again? 
They are what? They are newscaster. They are gossip. There's no, you have not heard of any good thing concerning last months. But do you know that Moses was the last born? Moses was the last born. Jephthah was the last born. Gideon was the last born. Men from whom you not have considered leadership. Ordinary men. So I'm the least in my father's house. In second service, I would describe Gideon to you very well. I don't have that time this morning. People who you would not have thought anything serious can come out of their life. Last bonds, men that you would think have elder brothers and they should know what to do. Their brothers should be able to do it. But these people were last bonds. And they changed their world. You see, God saw your elder brother there before he came to start talking to you. All those your elder uncles, all those your big, big aunties and big, big daddies, God saw them before he came to be talking to you. I was tearing your heart that my daughter, my son, your life can be better than this. The whole nation of Israel is in your path, is in your path. God saw them. When God began to tear your heart, he saw them when he came to meet you. David was the last born. From the least in my father's house. God specializes in using what everyone rejects. The last born. Last born, what you want to See, those are Gideons. Strong men. God saw them before he came to meet you. I can't, I'm very sorry, but I want to announce that some of those who are that brothers, their time has passed. That's why if you go and say, ah, uncle so, so and so, if you hear what they taught us today in church, they say we can do this. They say, oh, man. we have done all that to the past. We have, um, you know, when we are still on fire for God. The strongest antidote to your fire is someone who was on fire before. The strongest destro- destroyer of your fire is someone who was on fire for God before. You see, it's better to even relate with a, with a fornicator who has never known God than to relate to someone who has known God before and has stopped working with God. Are, it has a terrible effect on your fire because they know not everything that will not work. They tell you, I cannot work. Yeah, we have done that before, I cannot work. See, my pastor said, I can raise the dead. Say, yeah, I cannot work. You don't. My pastor can yeah, yeah, forget. There's nothing that can destroy a fire more than that. They are born before. They are born for God. That's why in Leviticus chapter 6, it says, carry the ash from the altar. Don't leave the ash on the altar. It will quench the fire. There's nothing that can quench your fire faster than the ashes of yesterday's fire. There is nobody that can have a powerful effect on your fire and burn it and consume it than people who are born for God before. That's why even in business, you have to evolve or die. Evolve or die. Ask Simon. Ask Tryon. Ask Sonia Rixi. Ask Sendo. Those were the other brothers. They didn't change. Motorola. 
you know that Mr. Bushi did for him? <laughs> to Raya. Elder brothers. Ah, but Pastor says, we can raise the dead. I, I, I am coming out. I'm coming out of campus. I'm entering myself. But there in Nigeria, this is Nigeria. So elder brothers. He said, but God gave me a word. God gave me a word. Forget. It's what? We are there. I'm entering to this business habit. They say, forget. It's like, that brothers. Destroyer of your fire. You must understand that there's a reason why God has come to meet you, even in your young age. When God came to meet Gideon, he was the last one. He was the last one. When my father was worshiping idols and he died. And I hand with this. We were still worshiping the idols after he died because he had put in the proper structure on ground to ensure that the idol continues. We're worshiping the idols. And for about three months, I'd given my life to Christ like three months before he died. So I was the one that should have taken over the idol from him. But Jesus came three months earlier. Hallelujah. And took my life. So, usually they will not allow us, allow us to go to church. No church. And if you want to go to church, you must ask for permission from the idol. So we ask the idol. We throw cola nuts. Should they go to church? If he says yes, you go. If he says no, you don't go to church. And there's a special church that allows us to go alone. Those churches where the elders of the church are even drinking alcohol. Satan is very comfortable with churches like that. He attends it. He's the grand patron of those churches. He's very happy with their service. So, <laughs> I have elder brothers that were pastors. Two elder brothers, pastors. They had turned their back on the idol, so they didn't even stay with my father. But now my father is dead, and the idol was still there. And we are still being forced to serve the idol. Now, I caught the fire of the Holy Ghost. I'm the seventh born of my father. So one day, the, 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 the idol mistakenly permit us to go to church. When we went to church, and normally, no matter the service, no matter how fire the service is, by 7 o'clock, we start seeing each other. We are going back home. Even if, if we see an angel, we're going home. The idol is calling you. He said, Otto, Mavoli. So we must be at home at social time because the idol commanded it. So that day I was in church. How old was I? I was 15. My other sister was there. They had even gone to campus, served in fellowships. No matter the service, you serve fellowship, you come back and you come and worship this idol. Go to campus and serve and be SCO, you come back and worship this idol. So that day I sat in church and said, Today, we are not going home. Ah! Hey! I said, We are not going home. No! 15 years old. I'm not going up. No devil can tell me how far to worship God. No government can tell me how much. We're not going up. So say, hey, the most important pastor. I say, I say, if anybody, if you move, damn. Service ends, we go. So we waited. The service ends. Hey, everybody was shivering. There's a reason why God has come to meet you. He saw your brother's day before he came to start talking to you. God saw a light there when he came to ta- start talking to Samuel. He knew that Samuel cannot understand his voice. He was still talking to Samuel. There was someone in the house that would understand his voice. Clearly, he did not talk to him. God would not mind to talk to Samuel for one year. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. Instead of talking to him, like he would rather be shouting on Samuel, even though Samuel he didn't understand his voice. And yet, there was someone in the house. Who would say, speak Lord. There's a reason why God jumped your brother. 
came to you. We got home that day. Of course, the old house was already in fury. I said, everybody kneel down. I said, everybody stand up. They said, ah. I said, I'm the one who caused them to stay this place. Everybody go. They slapped me. Go I said, thank you, Jesus. We are not worshiping this idol again. Was this 1985? I said, no more. That was the last day. Where was my brother? There's a reason why God has, there's a reason why God is tearing your heart. There's a reason. When I deal with the life of Gideon in second service, your life will never be different. You know what I'm talking about. Gideon says, why? He's an angel. He said, Thou mighty man of valor, the Lord is it. He said, Why? Which, which God? He just said, Me? Because everyone that angel appear, everybody has to ship you. The angel said, Fear not, fear not, I'm an angel. Gideon said, Why? Where are all the miracles? <laughs> why? Angel opens his mouth. Ah. He has never seen. They say, don't question God, don't question God. Give me your question, God. If the Lord is with us, why are we suffering like this? Why are we poor in our family? Why? Why? Why did my mother have to die of cancer? Why did my brother have to die of arthritis? Why? If God be with me, where is God? The angel said, go in this your might. I will explain what it means on second service. Ordinary man. Fired up with courage. And he sat down there. No wonder. His brother was already comfortable with the media night. He said, Don't worry. God's time is the best. God's time is the best. Nobody knows tomorrow. Let's just be managing like this. Gideon said, Why? Why should we be managing? Why is the Bible different from my reality? Why did God promise me this? And this is what I'm saying. Gideon said, Why? But I say, no, 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 don't ask too many questions, you know. That was us. Sister Rose was asking questions before she ran mad. You have to be very careful. Say, this act has been from the beginning. So it shall be forever. And forevermore. Gideon said, why? Why is this so? Anytime he saw his elder brother bow down before the midnight, he said, why? Why is on your face? Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.